It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Headlines over the weekend Russia pulling back from Kiev in Ukraine. Uh, everyone saw that as a positive, as a good thing. And then as the opportunity to look closer came about, everyone realized what's been going on. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. The world did herald the fact that Russia was pulling back from Kiev, most believing they were just repositioning and redeploying to focus on the Donbass region and some of those other areas uh, where they've had more success. And while that was a positive for them to move back from the capital city, the devastation and death that they left behind uh, has literally shocked the world. The evidence of what many are calling war crimes of the worst kind. So how is the world responding? Uh, What are the consequences? Will there be consequences? And how does that all come about? Uh, Let's begin with President Biden this morning, who called President Putin a war criminal. You may remember I got criticized for calling Putin a war criminal. Well, the truth of the matter, to show what happened to Putin, this warrants him, he is a war criminal. We have to gather the information. We have to continue to provide Ukraine with the weapons they need to continue the fight. And we have to gather all the detail so this could be an actual have a war crime trial. This guy is brutal. And what's happening in Vuka is outrageous. And everyone's seen it. So Vuka is just that small town just uh, outside of Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. And the president reemphasizing, saying, look, I called him a war criminal a few weeks ago. And you all criticized me for calling him a war criminal, saying that was ratcheting up the rhetoric. Uh, now we're looking at the reality of what has been going on. I thought the president was wise to point out that they're gathering information, they're gathering the evidence so that you can make that kind of case uh, because there is a process that has to be followed. Even in the most heinous uh, of actions and and war atrocities, uh, clearly these fall into that realm. The images have been absolutely horrific. Uh, The president uh, also said that uh, they would be looking at adding additional sanctions uh, in the near future, but did not provide any specifics there. I'm going to continue to add sanctions. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken uh, said on CNN State of the Union over the weekend, uh, this process that I mentioned before, that you have to gather the evidence first. We will look hard and document everything that we see uh, Put it all together, um, make sure that uh, the relevant institutions and organizations that are looking at this, uh, including uh, the State Department, uh, have everything they need to assess exactly what took place in, in Ukraine, who's responsible and what it amounts to. So, again, process, the process piece. And this was interesting in my view. 
because of the world that we live in, because of the instant access we have to information, uh, including these horrific images of these atrocities, Secretary of State Blinken was was very wise to point out and to remind all of us that we cannot become numb to what is happening just because we're seeing it in real time. There needs to be accountability for it. But I think the most important thing is we can't become numb to this. We can't normalize this. Um, This is the reality of what's going on every single day as long as Russia's brutality against Ukraine continues. That's why it needs to come to an end. Uh, I, I think those are such important words from the Secretary of State because that is the easiest thing for all of us to do is we see it the first time and we're shocked, we're horrified by those images. And thinking of that kind of atrocity happening in the year 2022, we thought this kind of stuff was behind us, uh, especially especially in Europe. I think Europe felt that uh, those days were so far in the distant past. But to see that happen again, but it is so easy in our modern world where those images will continue to flash up in front of us on our social media feeds, on cable news networks and local television. And those images will keep coming at us to the point that we will become numb to the images. And that plays to the favor of the dictator and the despot. Because they know if you get numb to it, then the status quo can prevail. And that is what they want. That is what dictators uh, have wanted forever. They convince everyone that there's too much division, uh, that nothing can be done, uh, that all is lost. And then you just wear people down with this steady drip, drip, drip until it becomes normalized. And that is one thing. If there is anything that we must make sure doesn't happen as the United States of America is that we do not allow people to become numb to the atrocities of war. President Zelensky, of course, was on Face the Nation last night where he responded to these atrocities in Ukraine, saying he doesn't know what punishment would be enough for those who committed these kinds of crimes. I don't know what law or what imprisonment term would be adequate for this as the father of two children and as a president I think that these people if they are put behind the bars this is one too little for what they have done and then finally President Zelensky delivered a pre-recorded speech at the Grammys last night and I thought he struck some very interesting notes on a Grammy evening that I think gave everyone Something a little deeper to think about. The world. What's more opposite to music? The silence of ruined cities and killed people. Our children's rose will be rockets, not shooting stars. Over 400 children have been injured and 153 children died. And we'll never see them drawing. Our parents are happy to wake up in the morning in bomb shelters, but alive. Our loved ones don't know if we will be together again. The world doesn't let us choose who survives and who stays in eternal silence. Our musicians wear body armor instead of tuxedo. They sing to the wounded in hospitals, even to those who can't hear them. But the music will break through anyway. 
We defend our freedom to live, to love, to sound. On our land, we are fighting Russia, which brings horrible silence with its bombs, the dead silence. Feel the silence with your music. Feel it today to tell our story. Tell the truth about the war on your social networks, on TV. Support us in any way you can, any but not silence. That silence uh, is most deafening. Uh, what is the most opposite of music? The silence of ruined cities and killed people. He talked about children drawing swooping rockets instead of shooting stars. He talked about the fact that we all can make a difference. But we cannot do it in silence. We have to do it with our voices. We have to do it with our votes. We have to do it with the way that we look at each other. And we can recognize that not all of us can take a humanitarian trip to Poland or to the border to help refugees. But we can all do something today. We can help someone today. We can make a donation today. We can do an act of kindness in the name of Ukraine and maybe even in the name of the fallen in that city outside of Kiev. Everybody can do something. We all cannot stand in silence anymore. War crimes are war crimes. They need to be prosecuted. Evidence needs to be gathered. And action needs to be taken. This is going to be a test. It's going to be a test for Europe. It will be a test for the United States. Red lines drawn. Red lines have been crossed. What are the consequences? Think about it. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.